What's up, everyone? We're back. We are back. <laughs> it's been a long time since we have created a podcast. I put all blame on Randy because he's been so busy. And mind you guys, he got a new role. What's up? Can you tell us real quickly about your role? Uh, as long as you tell us about your new role. Oh, God. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm now the uh, policy manager at the Bike Coalition in Greater Philadelphia. And I just became the community coordinator and partnership coordinator for the coalition. So, hey, look yeah. at that. New roles, new things change, and new podcasts coming up. Right, yeah. So, we it's been a while. It's been several months. I can say five months. Ooh, but I yeah, think maybe. Piscatello was our like last one, I believe. No, I think our last one was uh, Dwayne's. No. Oh my god. Those were those were good ones though. <laughs> our last one was the um, was the uh, the ride, the um, seersucker ride. Oh right. Oh my god. Was that that long? Yeah. It Sorry was... about that, y'all. It's all right. I mean, we don't know if it's all right, but I think it's all right. <laughs> You know, because we're back yeah. and we have all new podcasts. Definitely new context, new things. Um, definitely be always asking a lot of people like what you want to listen to us, what are questions and other things or ideas that you guys want us to create during our podcast. What are some questions that you want to ask Randy or want us, what are other questions you guys want to ask the coalition in general? Please do not ask about like personal stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, I mean, with that in mind, we actually, so Brenda and I have questions today for a fellow co-worker. Yeah. Um, that person is uh, Leonard Bonarek. Uh, Leonard has been here at the Bike Coalition for some time. Uh, first as an intern while he was in planning school, then as a full-time staff member. Definitely. And it's part of the coalition strategic goal, right, is to actually hire somebody who does the amazing work that Leonard has been doing as right. a one person and how many? I forget. Well, he's going to tell us in a couple of minutes, like definitely how much of the work that he's been doing with the coalition. So yeah, here it is, guys. Welcome, yeah. Leonard. A Co- couple of minutes as in a couple of seconds. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so Leonard's actually sitting right here with us. Leonard, Hello, how everybody. Hello. Good. Um, I was thinking earlier, this is sort of like getting the old band back together because the three of us used to, uh, I think maybe once or twice, we all three of us were on Filatino's radio together. Oh, oh yes, yes. That is true. Yeah. At least we have somebody who translates. But how's your Spanish going, Randy? Uh, not well. <laughs> how's your Spanish, Leonard? Uh, so-so. <laughs> he was trying to do the so-so in Spanish. I was, <laughs> and then I lost it. It's all right. I almost said, come see, come saw. Then I realized Maso that was menos. French. Maso menos. Yeah. Maso menos. What is come see, come saw? Oh, wait, that's, that's French. French. Yeah. Okay. Right. That, that would have shown you how good my French is, my <laughs> Spanish is going. <laughs> Definitely. Duolingo is helping out a lot. So, Leonard, yes, welcome. Yes, Thank you, thank you. So, so yeah, Leonard, uh, you are um, in charge of our suburban work. Uh could you tell our readers a little, or not readers, our listeners, I'm, o- I'm always saying readers, can you tell our listeners uh, something about that? Because that's sort of new for the coalition. Correct. Um, we, so we've been called the uh, Bicycle Coalition of Greater Philadelphia for a long time. And Greater Philadelphia, in, in this case, means the DVRPC region. 
Um, and that region is eight counties, or I'm sorry, nine counties total, eight suburban counties, uh, plus the city of Philadelphia, which is also a county, uh, both in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Uh, and this is kind of a standard way to organize um, planning efforts, is to have a planning organization in each region um, that sometimes crosses state lines and so forth. So we're a pretty big region though. Um, a lot of other regions have a lot of counties, but we also have 351 municipalities on both sides of the river. Each have very different kinds of government. Um, even our eight suburban counties have four different types of government between them. Um, so it's a pretty complicated political region to work in. Um, and when I was hired, we had, uh, we had a couple of suburban affiliate groups in some of our more active uh, suburban counties. And I was charged with building out this group, um, these groups to have a suburban affiliate group in each of the, of the counties in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And what that is, is basically like a group that's headed by someone who's like a super volunteer. They do uh, a significant amount of work each month. Um, they are managing the Facebook page that we have for that county. They're holding events. They're holding their own meetings. They're doing planning. Some of them have very active committees that do advocacy work. They give talks in high schools and they do all kinds of stuff. Um, but we had like one or two groups uh, when, that were active when I started and now we have eight uh, groups including our first ever group in Mercer County, our first ever group in Gloucester County in New Jersey and then revitalized groups in Camden County, in Montgomery County uh, and Delaware County. So it, that's a lot to just to keep track of on its own. There's eight individual folks that I need to coordinate efforts with and but that's sort of about um, we do a lot of focus and a lot of work talking about infrastructure, getting the circuit built, getting a bike lane built, but it's all like physical infrastructure. And the county affiliates are much more about human infrastructure. This idea that you build a bike movement from the ground up by doing fun rides and things that people want to be a part of. And then down the road, you're creating a group of people who care more about their built environment who go, wait a minute, why doesn't, why can't my town have bike lanes? Wait, mm -hmm. Why isn't our circuit trail built? It's been, it's been on the county plan for nine years. How come this isn't happening? You get more people who start caring about those things. So the human infrastructure can then drive the physical infrastructure. It, it's really interesting. I, I actually want to take a quick step back to let the audience know that honestly, when um, Leonard, you're talking about this type of work that you do, and people in their mind thinking about like different kind of groups that you lead to, but in reality, she was splitting into those nine counties all together and meeting with that. So it's like literally splitting you in all nine parts. Right. Yeah. There's no like, there's no just suburbs. Yeah. Right? No. Every, every suburb is different. Every county is different. New Jersey and Pennsylvania are very different places. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, it, it sounds like there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of meeting and a lot of uh, talking, things like that, that go into it. Yeah, especially the work that Leonard is doing. So we definitely ask him for volunteer people who definitely want to become champions within the region, right? Indeed, indeed. So uh, each of our affiliate groups, uh, even the most active ones, have room to add people that want to be part of the, the, like the steering committee of the group, the people who really decide the direction that they're going to take. 
um, how they're going to spend the modest budget that we give them. We give them uh, an amount of money each year to hold events or to um, make t-shirts or sort of do whatever they see fit in their area. Um, but we also have groups, uh, we have affiliate groups that are chaired by one person who's doing all this work on their own and could use more help, like in Burlington County and Bucks County. Um, so yeah, there's, if people are interested in becoming more of a part of our suburban work and making the suburbs more bikeable, there's, there's a lot of room for, um, for folks to get involved. And it's not, it's not just work. It's mostly like fun stuff. If anybody's been to an event in Gloucester County, like all they do is have fun. And I want to go to all of their events, and I'm sad that I can't go to all of their events. Um, and then you can you sort of build into doing work that's um, that's more advocacy based as well. But first, it's just like building a movement of people who are out, who are riding bikes, who are having fun. Uh, and it's also sometimes it's just uh, collecting folks that are already doing that and getting giving them one place to to connect with. Right. So you recently, um, after having done a lot of this work, you started uh, organizing and then uh, put together a, uh, a forum mm -hmm. that, that looked at all su the suburban work. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So um, in our last uh, grant application to the William Penn Foundation, um, the William Penn Foundation supports a significant amount of work, including um, making it possible to hire my position. Um, one of the deliverables we, we promised them was to hold three um, suburban forums uh, in three consecutive years. So the first one was in Pennsylvania, and that just happened um, on the 17th of November in Norristown. And then we're going to have one in November of 2019 in Camden, New Jersey. And that's just been announced where our location is. And then um, for the third year, it's probably going to be Philadelphia-based, but it might be more based out of like North and Northeast Philadelphia and focusing on the trails that connect folks to the suburban areas around there. Um, so this is something that we started planning in March. It's, you know, starting a new event of this size. We had about 130 attendees was a lot of work. But, um, and a lot of last minute cancellations and so forth. But in the end, we got together a pretty good um, panel or a group of presenters that, that filled the event up. We had um, Lime, formerly known as Lime Bike, was one of our major sponsors. And they came out with uh, e-bikes and scooters to ride. And so did Bird, which is another um, like a mobility company that focuses on scooters. Um, and so yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty fun event. We had folks from the local community uh, that were able to attend. We it took a lot of outreach to sort of to get it to where we had more than just um, like the usual suspects at like a bike type thing and get it to a more to a more broad audience. And then I think what was really interesting is hearing some of the feedback from those folks who are not like quote unquote bike people and what what they thought about it and how we can then use use their feedback to make it a whole lot better in New Jersey next year. And so like what were some of the um, some of the sessions that people went to at this forum? Yeah, so we had um, we had a presentation from each of the county planners about the circuit and also road facilities that they're planning to bring in the next several years. So each of the four suburban counties in Pennsylvania bucks uh, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery County sent their planning director or senior planning uh, transportation planner to give a sort of talk about what's coming in terms of physical infrastructure. 
then we also had a we had a panel that was just about local leaders, whether it was a borough or a township manager or whether it was like a, a really active local advocate. And that those talks were much more about that human infrastructure piece that I talked about earlier, where like Doylestown Borough talked all about how they have a big race that's there every year. They have a big ride of silence. They have a big holiday lights ride. And that culture came before they got bike lanes and came before the trail plan really started. There was this group of people who then were going to council meetings advocating for better bikeability. And now Doylestown is one of the most bikeable suburban towns in our region. Um, we heard from the leader of the Narberth Cycling Club, um, Kimberly Bizak, who has built from nothing a couple of years ago an organization that has 275 members in a town of 4,000 people. Um, several city council people have been elected, or town borough council uh, members have been elected because of their efforts. Um, then we had a, for, uh, a presentation about e-bikes and e-scooters and, and the, basically the disruptive electric technologies that are coming to bikeability or to the bike movement. And we had uh, two users or three users of e-bikes, one who uses uh, an e-trike for disability reasons, um, this uh, Kimberly Bizak from Narberth Cycling Club who uses her e-bike uh, to get her kids around and her family around. And we had a long distance commuter who's a college professor and rides on um, state roads in Delaware and uses his e-bike to kind of keep up a little bit better with traffic and enable him to take a more circuitous route to get to work um, that he wouldn't be able to do on his regular bike. And then sort of finishing off that panel was uh, a representative from Lime who sort of talked about what, how these technologies work and how they could work and so forth. I want to take a moment, because uh, definitely one of the things that I really like about the forum is actually the work that we have done together for a moment. Um, and I like the fact that not only were people who are so used to being on the bike, because when we talk about bike trails, we always always talk about who represents those bike trails, but mm -hmm. who really advocated for them. And now that I'm definitely glad that there, I see a lot of more people of color using those trails. And, you got, and during this, um, the whole entire event, I saw that definitely you invited more of the Norristown people who we created like a this bike. So can you talk a little bit about like who do you invite it to this? So, so yeah, we had done an event um, earlier in the year with Aklamo Family Centers in Norristown, and um, they work largely with the Latino community uh, who live in and around Norristown. And we did a, a bike ride with them. They were really excited about that, um, that bike ride, and they were excited about the possibility of maybe forming their own bike club, their own like slow roll bike club, which I think is a really great idea. Um, we're actually looking to support them later this month with uh, a donation of bikes that we had help arrange from um, another uh, bike share company that was just retiring that fleet, but they're still very rideable. Um, we're looking to, to donate some, some bikes that have been refurbished to help sort of seed their own bike club. But I invited uh, them to come and uh, they, they re reached out in their turn to some other larger networks. And so we had a significant uh, number of folks from Norristown who had walked to the event, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to have it in Norristown was a place that's walkable, bikeable, transit accessible, and of course also accessible for people driving. Um, but there, and I like really love the folks from Aklamo, and I love the energy that they brought to the event. Um, 
but it also really highlighted how this event wasn't really for them. Uh, this event was something that we brainstormed here um, to be for the bike community. And then we afterwards invited folks from the community without having any content that was gonna be understandable, relevant to them, or that spoke to their experiences. So that's, I think, what really stuck to me is watching some of these presentations and then looking over at the, the folks from Aklamo who were getting live translations from some of the other members that were there and realizing that the translators often didn't really understand what was happening because it was so full of jargon, it's planners speak and all these kinds of things. And so it really made me think about, while the forum was a really big success for our uh, standing group of members, the, the, the folks who've supported us for years, they came, they enjoyed it, they understood it. For the people that were trying to broaden our movement towards, it was really not an effective form of outreach. But it taught me a lot about how when we do this again in New Jersey, we're going to make it something that's much more universally accessible. Because you know, there's accessibility that's not just according to your physical ability, but it's according to you know, your, your level of exposure to urban planning speak or going to public meetings or, or even feeling like this is a place for you. I don't think anybody from Aklamo had ever been down to that part of Norristown really before. They're like in their neighborhood and they see this as some kind of other place. But really, we were their guests. We're in their town. You know, and they were sort of acting like, uh, um, you know, oh, thank you so much for hosting us. I was like, no, you're hosting us. We're, we're here in Norristown. Nobody else here is from Norristown. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really grateful to have them. I just wish that we could have made something that would have been more, more useful to them. Because I feel like it was much more useful to me to see how we should do it better next year. I think I think this at least you recognize and a lot of people it, it takes a lot of efforts to people to recognize like you know what efforts are we putting out there but especially like seeing and testing out what it's like to actually involve the community that mm -hmm. you have been working with so this is a great to look forward to New Jersey and I'm looking forward to see yeah, for sure. how many communities in New Jersey are going to come up yeah like we had you know there were several kids that were there um, at one point during the one of the presentations there was a crying baby and there were some people who started like looking around and looking uncomfortable. And I was like, I thought to myself, next year, I want to hear four crying babies <laughs> in the audience. I, that's what community engagement looks like. It looks like people that, are, that roll a stroller into there. Well, hopefully we have childcare and they roll a stroller into a, like a childcare situation that we already have set up so they can really focus on participating and that we have content that's also really relevant to them too. So, like, Camden, New Jersey is a really um, unique place, I think, and, uh, you know, a place that's undergone, it's, it's, got, it's got a past, but it's really undergoing a lot of uh, good things right now. Um, I mean, and I know this is, you know, almost a whole year away at this point, mm -hmm. but, like, what sorts of um, subject matter and what sorts of panels do you foresee happening at a place, in a place like Camden, New Jersey? Yeah, so we're still looking at um, venues, and I think the venue is going to shape in a lot of ways what we're going to do because it, it's going to, depending on if we get the venue we're looking for, could provide us a lot of opportunities to do like mobile workshops where you go on a quick walk or a bike ride around. Um, could give us the opportunity to do breakout sessions, so 
that means instead of having just one big room where everybody's in all day, that you can break out into individual um, classrooms. But one of the things I really want to talk about, if we're going to be in Camden, we need to talk about race. We need to talk about race in the bike movement. And this, we need to talk about uh, the racial disparity between our uh, present, the, the composition of our present movement, of the suburban members that we have, and the difference between that and the people who are actually riding bikes in the suburbs, particularly in New Jersey. If you live in New Jersey, you are far more likely to be killed while riding a bicycle if you're Latino. Right. Uh, I, I think we mentioned something about that on like on a Filipino on Filipinos, yeah. About like um the invisible riders, and I think I I actually wrote a piece of that through the Better Bike Share Partnership and the Indigo website, where like a lot of um Latinos or especially communities uh, who are English second language speakers mm -hmm. who have been riding a lot on those bikes and they're really not foreseen in the cycling world they're more of like people who they don't get to see but as we talked about this in Leonard I think this is something that you have taught me a lot like this is something I obviously I see a lot in my community but when when we talk about different counties um especially like we talk about Delaware who most of the people who are farmers going to like their mushroom farming farms mm -hmm. and they're Down in black, Kenneth Square. Yeah, yeah. Kenneth Square they're by like five in the morning, four in the morning. Right. Without lights or no helmets. So yeah, yeah. I, I see that a lot, which is like crazy because um there's so many deaths that are like not accounted at mm -hmm. and not because we don't we don't see it, it's because, you know, they're not reported and too like people are still afraid to report them. And that's definitely something that I definitely want to have that conversation during Jersey Forum. So I'm looking forward to see that part. Right. Yeah, and I don't just mean that we're going to have like a forum that just we're, we're here to talk about race all day. But it's uh, going to be uh -huh. a, it's going to be a component where we talk about you know the cultural disparity between where we are now, where the Bicycle Coalition is now, and where we want to be going, uh, and how to how to close that gap, and really to to listen to the community to say, well, you know, if they even know we exist, what their impression of of us is. Um, and but then also to to be able to have a lot of other um, like a wide range of stuff that isn't just uh, here's what's happening in this county, uh, here's the status of the circuit trails that are going to come online, and here's the federal funding we applied for because people want that, but we also need to have more basic stuff maybe like a how to start your own slow roll bike club. Yeah. Because there's there's a couple in New Jersey like Hamilton Kickstand Crew is a really great example of. Uh, local like jeans and t-shirt and like you know regular winter coat type bike club they got like anyone with any kind of bike is welcome you're not gonna feel like you don't fit in uh, and I think seeing more of those, being able to see more of those um, also in low-income communities and like black and brown communities in New Jersey would be really fantastic and we want to do whatever we can to like to be able to support that, because I really see that as being how we're going to build a more, a stronger and more inclusive suburban movement if it really does reflect the diversity of our region. Yeah, and it's not throwing shade, but I just wanna like, wanted to figure out how the community feels about like the bike share that started up there mm -hmm. and then just disappear out of nowhere. So I wanna know like, how does the whole entire community feel about that? <clears throat> well, I would, I would say that by November of next year, there, there is already talk in Camden of wanting to have a new bike share provider. So the provider in Camden, OFO, 
they just pulled out. They pulled out of Camden, but they pulled out of most of North America just like that. They just left. So they didn't really, um, this wasn't so much a, an issue where, uh, you know, the Camden city leaders like failed to provide this thing. They just wound up with the wrong partner, uh, which it seemed like it was going to work out in the beginning. And then, you know, the, the provider just left and the ground is shifting so much in the dockless mobility era for between it was just regular bikes that they call smart bikes because they have GPS locators and they can lock and unlock. Now it's then it moved to e-bikes and almost before we even start getting to e-bikes e-scooters are already coming in and saying we're going to sweep everything away and by you know next year it might all be e-hoverboards or something that are taking like we have we don't know we don't know um, but it's possible that we could be talking about a start date for a new Camden bike share by then or that there already could be one operating in Camden by, by that time that we could be able to talk more about. But I think the, the, the sort of lessons learned from the, the OFO bike share system are still pretty valuable lessons to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you make mistakes, you know, and then you adjust, but you can't learn something if you don't try something. Right. right. And I mean, the other thing about that that really got to me was like, so many people don't necessarily understand what happened there. Like, they don't know that, oh, this company just, they, they were irresponsible, right? And that's really unfair to, I think, the residents of Camden who, who were using this, you know? Right. And, then, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, there's a, one news report about it, and then all the comments on the news report are like, oh, well, it was because it's a poor community or whatever, right. you know? Right. And it's like, no, actually, this is something that can very easily happen in a place like this, mm -hmm. but they, the city unfortunately partnered with the wrong company, which you know is not really anyone's fault. Nobody could have, nobody knew that OFA was going to <laughs> just disappear. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's not the fault. I, I think I just love the stories about a few members of, they didn't, they, one thing we gotta make sure, even though bike share has been around in the community a lot, um, you know, communities of color really don't know what bike share is, and I still think it's. We're still in an era where we're still working to give out information about bike shares in order for us to move forward to e-bikes and move on to e-scooters. Mm -hmm. So the first thing in hand, we got to talk about bike share because if a person don't know what bike share is and they buying a bike out of a dollar, they were already thinking that they own that bike for just a dollar. So I've seen a lot of people walking with those bikes like that. So it's just like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like, what's the next steps for Camden? And I'm looking forward to seeing a better uh, community engagement and also like information distributed to them. Mm -hmm. And there are things, there are things about that bike share that really worked or that really can show how well this can work just from the couple anecdotal experiences we had. At one point, um, John, our research director, and I were at uh, a PATCO station, and this was during the OFO pilot, and we were gonna grab one of the bikes to, um, to take to the, whatever meeting we were go going to, because one of us didn't have a bike. And just as we were about to go check out the bikes, uh, these two African-American young ladies walked up, and they had walked from across the parking lot, walking, looking at their phones, and I'm like, they're looking for these bikes. And partly I was like, we gotta hurry up and get these bikes. And then I was like, well, let's just, let's just talk to them. And we talked to them and I was like, well, you're, you're oh yeah, they're right over here, the bikes are right here. And I asked, so you, you've like checked these out before? And like, no, it's my first time. 
And I say, well, where'd you hear about it? And she's like, I saw an ad on Facebook. Mm. She saw an ad on Facebook and she walked out of her house and she went, oh, it's only half a mile away. Let me go find one of these and take it for a ride and see what it's about. And that person had not gone to any meeting, hadn't been reached out to. She saw an article on Facebook, thought it sounded neat, went out and found it and had a positive experience with it. So bike share being operated in Camden with a company that's committed to staying, I think could really work. Definitely. Mm -hmm. If it's reaching people who, you know, they hadn't, they were in their 20s maybe and they hadn't ridden bikes since they were kids. And they're just going out and doing it. Now you, you multiply that experience by all the other people in Camden who are like waiting to feel like they matter, like their communities matter, like them having transportation choices matter. They're, they're ready to, to embrace something like that. So I'm, I'm one of the people that's bullish on uh, bike share in Camden. But we're, you know, this, this Suburban Forum next year is going to talk about a whole lot of other parts of New Jersey as well, all the way from Princeton down to Gloucester County. Bullish on bike share. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a geek for bike share. I mean, I've been working about bike share for three years now, so hey. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah, that all sounds awesome. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm also very bullish on bike share, especially for Camden. And I think that, uh, you know, especially with all the, the new parks, the new trails yeah. in Camden, I mean, it, there's potential. Because I mean, as you know, um, you know, a lot of people end up using bike share mm -hmm. for recreation. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if the city is open to giving people more options Definitely. for recreation, I think that'll be a really, really great, uh, great thing they get. Right. And also for like people like Leonard has said and mentioned that it's more it's just more recreational transportation matters just to make sure that, you know, they're accessible to everywhere that, you know, a lot of people can get access to health. Mm -hmm. a beneficial mental health a lot of people don't know that so you know different resources you can connect them to that so well thank you Leonard if people definitely want to volunteer with you how can they reach you well instead of giving people complicated links I can just say <laughs> you can email me uh, all of our emails at Bicycle Coalition are pretty simple they're a little long but they're easy to remember <laughs> mine is my name Leonard L-E-O-N-A-R-D at bicyclecoalition.org you can email me and uh, with any question or concern or anything that you're interested in and I can send you the appropriate information. Yeah, definitely. And don't forget to follow up on the circuit trails too at the at Facebook. Sorry, I totally just blanked out for a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't forget to subscribe with us. Right, yeah, Bicycle Coalition uh, is on Facebook, is on Twitter. We just hit 10,000 followers on Twitter. What? We also have a Biking the Suburbs <laughs> Twitter account, which I started a few months ago, and we just got up to about 150. Hey, <laughs> we're so getting there. That's, that's good for a few months. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. But uh, we're, I am posting content to that almost every day. We have other staff members posting content. Um, we're just looking forward to getting more people on Twitter to be a part of that conversation. Very cool. Well, thanks again for uh, for going the uh, 50 feet from your desk to uh, <laughs> our uh, our awesome studio. <laughs> and uh, it's a well hidden studio, guys. Yeah. And talking to us about this. Yeah, what a good sound quality. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, don't forget to subscribe. Um, we promise you guys that definitely by 2019, we are definitely going to come with better context, um, better mixing topics. But definitely, if you want to know or if you have idea for topics, please let us know. Um, send us a, either a tweet or send Randy a message. <laughs> or Brenda a message. At BicycleCoalition.org. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud as well.
All right. See you guys. Bye.